Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Dyslexia Devoted, the podcast dedicated to building awareness, understanding, and strategies to help those with dyslexia. I'm your host, Lisa Parnello, dyslexia therapist and founder of Parnello Education Services. Join me as we dive into today's episode of Dyslexia Devoted. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode. Have you ever wondered what role attitude plays in a child's learning? Welcome to episode 58, where attitude is everything. This episode was inspired by my students this month. Summer session started almost exactly a month ago, And my office has been filled with laughter, both by me and the kids who come to visit me. Some of these kids, it's their first summer. Some kids return to me every summer. And some of them are kids I see all year long. And the amount of laughter that happened in my office let me have a fabulous aha moment about a week ago. We had lots of giggles while we were also still learning. We weren't just playing around. And it made me really think about the fact that kids come to me to work on something that they are terrible at. They don't come to me because reading is easy. They come to me because reading is really hard for them. I'm usually not their first tutor. Usually they've tried somebody else or they've tried learning specialists at their schools and they eventually come to me because nothing has worked and they've started shutting down. Often the messages I get from parents are, my kid hates reading She wants to cry every time she gets asked to read a book. She refuses to do anything or he can't do it and he's getting really frustrated and getting upset and won't read any books for fun. And these are a lot of the messages that I get. And then they come to my office. And it really made me think this past week about why it's different in my office. And it's one of those moments where I don't know quite how I landed here, but I'm grateful that I did. I have to think about what makes them want to come to my office when they hated going to their other tutors. And what I've come down to is that attitude is everything, both mine and theirs. And letting failure be okay. And letting them know when to expect failure. So let's talk a little bit more about why attitude is everything, which is our theme of today's episode. There are so many founders and CEOs with dyslexia and or ADHD, and it has actually become something that people have tried to figure out. Why is that? Is it because their brain works differently? That's why they can become successful? Or is it because they've failed so many times and they're used to having to pick themselves back up that they don't mind if they fail a couple times, that they will keep on trying? They have developed enough grit over the years as they were developing because school was challenging for them that they've learned that failure is not always a final product. Sometimes it's just a step along the way. Over this past year, I was working with a really struggling student, one that even when I took them on, I wasn't sure how fast or how much progress I could make because of how significant their challenges were. I had to come up with something that would get him to keep going, which is that I only have two rules in my office. You try your best and you have a good attitude. That's it. I don't care about anything else. You can fail as many times as you need to. You can get as much help as you need. 
you can mess up, and it doesn't matter as long as you keep trying your best and you have a good attitude. It takes as long as it takes, and that's okay. It was something that was always kind of a rule in my office, but it was never really a spoken one. Until I had a kid who always gave up and didn't try their best. And learning was already really hard for this kid. So you mix together learning being really challenging and no grit whatsoever. They quit every time anything got even the tiny, tiny, tiniest bit harder. We weren't making as much progress as I knew this kid could do. And so I had to figure out a way to put the unspoken rule of my office into words. And that really has become, you try your best and you have a good attitude. And it takes as long as it takes. If you screw up today, no big deal. We'll try it again tomorrow. I've come to realize that just putting that into words makes a lot of kids at ease. They just need to know that nothing happens if you get it wrong. We have these word charts that we do when I'm first helping kids learn to read, and they have to read 15 words correctly. If they're real words, if they're nonsense, then they have to read 13 of them. As we're doing our word charts, those are what help me decide when a child is ready to move on to our next skill. Each time we do them, I tell them what their goal is. And I would try to word it in a way that helps them see their progress, not their failures. So I often will tell them, all right, you got 10 right yesterday. Our goal today is to try to get at least 11. And they say, what if I get them all right? And I say, that would be fantastic. And if you don't, it's no big deal. We'll try again tomorrow. But your goal is just to do a little better than yesterday. And that goes a long way. And I found a lot of times the kids will set themselves even higher goals than what I set for them. And as we're going along, sometimes kids will see me write down when they make a mistake and they freak out. And I try to hide it, but then I've decided to stop hiding it and show them that I'm writing it down and that it's not a big deal. You can keep going just because you made one mistake doesn't mean you're going to mess up the rest. I've tried to help them say things like, I've got this. It was just one little one. You've got the rest of this. And so there's one kid that it took me a while to get it through it. And now he'll be in the middle of something hard. And then he'll sit there, take a really deep breath and say, I got this. And then he'll get them all right. And really helping him see that his attitude is everything. If you see yourself get one tiny mistake and then you shut down, you ruin the rest of it. All the rest of your answers are going to be wrong because you're so busy getting stuck on the idea that you missed just one. When really, maybe it was just going to be just one. But then your attitude made you get the rest of them wrong too. And so we are really working on in my office that failure is okay. And sometimes one tiny mistake isn't a failure. Especially when we're doing those list of nonsense words that are always harder than the real words. One mistake isn't a failure. Our goal is actually only to get 13 out of the 15 right. Because sometimes certain things really will just be harder and that's okay. No big deal. And each day we try to build up their attitude better and better so that they're okay when they fail. One of the best instances was actually a kiddo who saw me write the name of this podcast on my calendar because it was in my head overnight and I forgot to write it on my little schedule of the episodes I was going to do. And I wrote, attitude is everything. And he goes, what? What does that have to do with dyslexia? And I reminded him, what happened today when you made a bunch of wrong answers? He goes, I laughed at it. I was like, see, that's it. Well, is that a good thing? Yeah, bud. It's a really good thing. Because you can laugh it off and not stress out just because you made a mistake. That's a humongous thing. Oh, okay, great. And he skips out of my office off to let his parents know he's all done. I really want all of my kids to be able to switch from feeling like a failure to laughing it off. It's no big deal. I got it wrong today. We'll just try again tomorrow. And that sometimes takes a long time. 
and sometimes just takes a little bit of time. But making sure that we make it a safe space to make mistakes and letting them know that mistakes are normal. And in fact, I've started talking to the kids each time we move on to something new. All right, so today we're going to learn a new skill. What does that mean? And the kids will respond, sometimes we might make more mistakes on the first day. I went, that's right. Because anytime you're learning something new, you're going to mess it up the first time you try it. And just normalizing that and putting it into words so that they hear it over and over. And eventually I don't have to say it anymore. They just know, oh, it's the first day. I might make some mistakes today. That's all right. And then normalizing that our goal is just to get better a little bit at a time. If today's day two of something, of a certain skill we're doing, I don't expect perfection on day two either. I just expect a little bit better than last time. And through little tiny baby steps, you can slowly make it all the way to the top of the mountain. I have one student I just started working with this summer, and I'm trying to figure him out because his parents were worried about his reading, and I'm not seeing a whole lot of struggles on the individual like word level and being able to read and spell. He can do pretty great. And then when I have him read a book with me, it all kind of falls apart. And so I had a little chat with him earlier this week and said, hey, what's going on with this? Well, no one ever actually taught me how to like reading. It was just something they told me I had to do. And I never learned how to enjoy it. That was his answer, which I thought was pretty thoughtful. And I asked him, what do you think your goal is with me this summer? He's like, well, we have to finish the book. And I said, no, we don't. I don't care if we finish the book. He's like, what? I was like, is this an assigned book for school? He's like, I don't think so. I was like, well, it's a really thick book. I don't actually care if we finish. Do you know what my goal for you is? My goal is that you can learn how to remember what happens in the books because you're having a hard time with that at school. You can't remember it when you're done reading. And my goal is for you to really understand what's happening in the story and to learn to enjoy books and reading. That's going to be our goal this summer is for you to learn how to understand the books that you're reading and how to enjoy them and learn how to remember what you read so that school gets a little easier next year. And originally that conversation was supposed to be with me and mom at the end of our session, but I actually wanted it directly with the kids I'm working with. I want them to know their goals. I want them to know what we're working toward. The kids' goals aren't supposed to be something secret. How is a kid supposed to work toward a goal they don't even know exists? How do they know what they're working for when they don't know what the end goal is? To get to an end goal, you got to have the right attitude to get there. And sometimes that's really hard, especially when your end goal is to work on something that makes you kind of miserable and that you're not very good at, and someone says you have to keep doing it every day. So I try to pick books that I know the kids will like. I try to give them assignments outside of school, which are read a book, any book, I don't care, and not being super picky about which ones they do, because eventually they will have to read certain books that they don't love and they'll have to do it for school. But right now it's summer. I really don't care what you read. I just want your nose in a book any book and learn how to enjoy it and how to have fun. And that way, something that has always been super challenging for you won't be challenging forever because you found a way to enjoy it despite the challenge. There's one kid I worked with for years and anytime she gets super frustrated with me, she decides she needs a reading break. And for a dyslexic kid to decide they need a reading break is pretty wonderful. And there's one little boy who told me a couple weeks ago that he was being sneaky and reading books when he was supposed to be sleeping. He read himself books in bed at night when it was supposed to be time for him to go to bed. A dyslexic kid was sneaking reading. Isn't that awesome? So, goal for you is to help a kid realize that attitude is everything and show them how to have the right attitude about it. It's not about perfection. 
It's about making progress. It's about getting just a little bit better every day. It's about knowing that sometimes you're going to fail the first time you try something, and that's totally expected and normal. And how to celebrate those tiny wins that you did better than you did yesterday. That's it for today. Have a fantastic rest of your week. I'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to learn even more about dyslexia, check out parnelloeducation.com forward slash courses. See you next time.